I'm unpausing this, so we're actually recording now. That's cool, right? So here's how it's going to work. We're going to do a cold open. I, I hope the gang in, in the Arcadosphere is listening right now because they're like, what the heck's going on here? These kids are so unprofessional. <laughs> and we'll do the cold open. We'll do the intro. Yep. And then uh, let's get to some introductions. Right? Okay. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Okay, hang tight. Listen for your cue, everybody. Let's go. Push the, push the button, Adam. Push the button. Is anybody hearing that? Nope. Yeah. Because that sounded really funny to me. <clears throat> this is so unprofessional. Yeah. Like, my soundboard is not recording. I can't hear anything either there. So it's just been like silent for three minutes. Mm-hmm. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Anybody listening to YouTube right now? Because if you are listening, they call into the show. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's listening. All right. So let's, oh, I'm going to try something here. Um, okay. This thing off. And then this thing on here. Turn off this block. Turn on this block. Try this. You guys hear that? Yep. That. Sweet. Let's have a little crank call again. You're on the air. Hi, this is Credit Card Fraud Alert calling, and we recently discovered some unauthorized charges on your credit card. And to rectify the situation, Wait. we'll need you to wire $5,000 to the <laughs> account number um, listed below. Listed how can I see it? You're calling. How can I see a listed number? Damn it, it was going so well. From KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. episode two <laughs> did you guys hear a bunch of rain yeah i thought you were getting a call there i'm getting like 10 calls i don't know what's going on but i need to figure out how to turn that sh stuff off <laughs> this, this this is messed up we're gonna have like a whole show like how do you disable people from calling into the show <laughs> you just you just literally told people i know to i'm like come on call us at you know whatever yeah we're gonna and they're obviously listening <laughs> which is like super awesome but everybody don't call in right now okay because I, I, we're just trying to have a show uh so i appreciate you calling in but i'm not answering the call i don't care who you are you oh jeez are you You've got to be kidding me. This is like my worst nightmare. And whoever you are, I'm calling you back in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. Just so you know. Okay? Leave a message. Really. Seriously. This is comedy, right? Comedy for... Hi, Adam. It's me, Ryan. Your, your first caller. Okay, I'll call you back in a minute. Stop calling me, Ryan. I really appreciate it, but just don't call in yet. We are totally unequipped to handle this call. Hey. Poor Ryan. Yeah, Ryan is awesome. Ryan, he just he just screwed Ryan. I totally did. Like, I'm like the jerk that's like, call in, don't call in. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, welcome to the show, Rick. 
Hey, what's up? <laughs> okay, get a little closer to your mic. Just want you to say because I'm going to be like ten times louder yep. than you. So talk loud. Nice to nice to hear you. Nice to have you on the show. You are our second guest, and you actually brought a guest with you, John Christensen, uh, or Padawan John, as we like to call him. <laughs> hey, right? everybody. Hey. So, uh, Rick, uh, why don't you uh, tell us what you're up to these days? Um, the usual, working on arcades. Sweet. Pretty much doing custom arcade work. So I met Cabin Rick work. at uh, MGC this year, uh, last year, really. What was it this year? Yep. It's this year, right? Uh, this year, earlier this yeah. year, yep. Yeah, so it's cool. Bought a couple of so-so uh, cabinets for me. I don't know if you've done anything with them, so that's that's cool. No, no, yeah, not yet. Sitting in storage. Uh, excellent. Well, I know you have a lot of work, so, <laughs> you know, but we ha we're having you on the show because you're, you're into the restoration hobby, and um, Padawan John, you're kind of new to the hobby, so that's kind of cool, right? Yep. Awesome. Uh, Dan, welcome to the show again. This is our episode two. We're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we were just so ready to go. I can't, I can't even take a phone call. So <laughs> tell me what you're up to. What I am up to. Uh, let's see. What did I do today? I worked on Donkey Kong Remix cabinets. I'm pretty much done with. Uh, uh, I'm having I some talk. trouble with my Remix cabinets. <laughs> I talked to a couple of friends in town here who work for Williams Entertainment. Uh, same Williams that made arcades back in the day, and they're going to help me work on Ralph's Revenge, which is the sequel to Pixit Felix. Okay. Um, just a little thing that we're doing ourselves. Not No Disney license or nothing. They'll probably come after me, actually, but it's just a little fun project we're doing ourselves. Um, what other projects we're working on? Simpsons Tapper. That one is, uh, I got a guy right now working on the ROMs to complete it to make it so it's correct, so it has all the Simpsons characters the title screen and stuff well, that's kind of cool and what else um oh uh retro pie kind of it's arcade related but you know the raspberry pis and the retro pie that's come a long ways and i'm working with uh, brian at paradise arcade shop to make jamma adapters and uh hdmi to cga bga adapters for that side note pie. brian will be on the show in hopefully a week a couple weeks right dan awesome. great guy yeah Cool. Good friend of mine. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm working on right now. Cool. Padawan John, what do you got going here? Uh, well, lately I've been working with Rick. Um, I'm doing four different cabinets. I'm doing a, a Pac-Man, actually a Miss Pac-Man, a Galaga, um, uh, Captain America and the Avengers, and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rick and I recently... Uh, redid the art for Captain America. He came up with a pretty awesome design and uh, mine is the first one to have that. And it's created a bit of a buzz. It's a really good looking cabinet. So um, we're kind of excited about that. That's super cool. Rick, uh, is it full cabinet art that you yeah, did for John? Cabinet art. I took, you know how the Captain America art only goes halfway down. I pretty much took that art, redid it, and made it so it goes complete full sides. And then I made a kick panel. It's pretty much the Captain America shield as the kick panel. And, you know, just doing some custom stuff, make it look a little prettier. That's cool. <laughs> but, yep. So, um, I was going to say awesome, but that's your word, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard not to say awesome. I mean, I, so, um, when you, when you do the art, the artwork, um, what, what makes you decide to do like original versus like totally custom? Um, it's pretty much my competitive, my competition. I mean, that's they awesome. Do, they all do the stuff that. You know I mean, I'm, I'm, I got some good competition. I'm, I'm friends with most of them, and they all do some awesome stuff. But I like to go more outside the box and just kind of do something different than them. If I can offer something different than them, it's, it, it helps me for sales, for one. You know, because we're all selling the same product, and now we're all just kind of cheap, stealing from each other pretty much. Cool. But if I can do something different, I can, you know, make a few other people happy and make some sales. So it, it seems to be working. People like the custom stuff. John, I'm definitely not a purist. Are you okay, John? Yeah, 
Sounds oh, like yeah, just hand on the mic. Sounds was, like you uh, may be falling asleep. pretty exciting over here. I don't know. What'd you stop him from? I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm just trying to not get the echo. Speaking about this Captain America, Captain. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, John. Oh. Yeah, so anyway, um, just be careful about being on your mic. If, if you're not talking and you, you want to mute, that's cool. But otherwise, you know, just, you know. Don't breathe into the mic when, when Rick, poor Rick is trying to tell a story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's awesome. So you, oh, I did it. I said, that's awesome. Oh, I said it again. People are starting to get drunk right now. I know it. So, um, custom versus, uh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, uh, nobody makes Popeye, um, control stop panel. Popeye. Nobody cares. Just stop. Stop. Hey. Stop. Hey. Nobody- hey. Nobody, oop, nobody cares about oh, the shit. What? Now I had to go through the. Like, I don't even no, know where we are in no, the show, and I'm going to have to, like, go through and find and beat this stop. before it goes on iTunes. I, I, Popeye control panel over Listen, yeah. So, like, uh, tell me about that. Like, it's like nobody makes that. You make that. Like three of them, and maybe this, this year so far. One for me. One was for me. And then, yeah, I mean, I have I have, like, 30 control panel blanks. So I can make you one if you want one. I have one. Yeah. You made one for me. I, yeah, it was like it was uh, awesome. Did I? Oh, yeah. And the great thing is, oh, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. And I was like, okay, yeah. I was gonna say, I've, yeah, I've made about three this year. Yeah, I'm one of them. I'm a third of yep. your product line. Awesome. awesome. Yep. So, do you find that's a problem? Like, what do you sell the most of? What do I sell the most of? Uh, should I say this on the air? Fix a Felix stuff, probably. But that's not a problem, right? There's, uh, I, if Disney's listening, it could be. But oh, well, I guarantee but, you, Disney has no idea this show exists. So that's it. You're no, safe. Yeah. They actually came after me when it when I first released the Disney stuff, yeah. and they were really cool about it. Um, as long as I don't sell stuff on my website, they're oh. like, you know, just do your own thing. I mean, yeah, it was interesting. I got an interesting email. So I appreciate the product you make, and thank you very much for the, the Popeye um, overlay. I love it. It's uh, it was legit too, cause like you sh- you sh- you sent it to me, and um, nobody nobody else makes it. By the way, Ray, you know. So there's Mike. He's got some uh, Nintendo stuff. Uh, I bought stuff from him in the past, and it, it's cool. Um, and you sent me the thing, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I paid whatever for. It. I can't remember what it was, but you sent it, and I know it's like uh, solvent inkjet, right? Is there a solvent yep. inkjet? Is that right? Yep. So that's cool. Um, I get it. Um, comes in the mail, very well packed, by the way. And um, as an addition, you threw in like a first generation instruction sheet that goes on there there as well. So that's kind of yep. cool. So nice surprise. I didn't know that was coming. And um, when I. I have an original Popeye. I bought it, and uh, the overlay is cool. But when I went to go take apart and rebuild the the control panel, um, the silk screened art stuck to the wood. Wow, haven't seen that happen yet. Yeah, so like, imagine somebody probably spilled coke under there. Yep. Got under there, adhered to the backside of the the overlay, and then just stuck. And then when I took it off, it's just like. Okay, nope. That's <laughs> got some yellow paint stuck to the thing now. So, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use that on my Popeye. And um, awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So, and I know Popeye doesn't get a lot of love, but it's a super fun game. I like Popeye. I yeah. do. I like yeah. it. It's a good looking machine too. So you know, yeah, the art is good. It's it's a Nintendo machine, right? The art is good. That's the best thing you can say about Papa. You, you, you pretty much nailed it on the head there. It's got olive oil and Bluto. And so it's a you're a candidate for a Donkey Kong conversion. That's, that's, for sure. <laughs> even if it has a Popeye serial number, is that, your, is that your, really Dan? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good candidate for like a meme. So uh, let's talk a little bit about how uh, the Fix It Felix stuff got out. I'm really interested to to hear that story. Since there were only what twenty, what were there even twenty Fix It Felixes made? Um, well, how that, that something total, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, basically, it started with, uh, of course, Disney showcased it. I can't remember what show it was. They showcased it in a Pac-Man cabinet. I think it was. And the Google images came out, and you could see them, like this Fix It Felix game. Everybody knew the movie was coming out, but no one had seen the cabinet coming. Well, all of a sudden, they, they showed the cabinet like a yeah, it was like a Pac-Man cab. Huh. And then 
couple weeks later, all of a sudden I seen it in a Nintendo cab on Google. So immediately I was like, I got to draw this up. So I took Google pictures, the best ones uh-huh. I could, and just started drawing it as accurate as I could. Oh, Nintendo. Cool. And, and then basically, basically I'm, I'm really, really good friends, friends with, with uh, Bad Boy Bill, who I don't know if you guys heard of Hyperspin. It's like a front end for emulation. Um, he, I flew down to Vegas, and then we went we to Calvary Extreme together. Got to know each other really well. He's a cool guy. And uh, he said that he will write his version of Felix. Because the only one at the time that was running was one in California that was at Disneyland. And so he went there like every day, did, took video of this game. And wow. I don't know if he beat the game, but he knew it had kill screen, all this. And he took video of it and he recreated the game in two weeks. Wow. Time. Not only did he recreate it, blah, blah, he recreated it, but he had like more options in this game than the actual Disney version. I mean, he made this thing awesome. So I got the artwork done at about the same time that he got done with the game. Right at that time, Midwest Gaming Classic was going to be like within two weeks from that time. So we were in a rush to get it done for Midwest Gaming Classic. And that's when it first got shown to the public. Hmm. And it was huge. I mean, there, I had someone interview me for like the TV station there and podcast, two different podcasts I was on. And it just it blew up out of nowhere. And then I offered the files for free online. And everybody started making their own Felixes. All the other yeah. printer guys started selling the artwork. And yeah. Just yeah. took off from there. And that's when Disney caught on and seen that I was doing that, sent me the email. And, hmm. Oops. Jerks. Yep. I mean, I'm not sure. I think they, I don't know really what happened with Bad Boy Bill, but I think they told him to cease and desist because he won't even talk about it anymore, hmm. as far as I know. <laughs> well, have no Since fear. The game. You know, the 10 listeners we have tonight. Yeah. Well, I'm not worried about it. We're but, probably uh, good. So, uh, cool thing. I went to Disney Quest uh, a couple years ago, and yeah. um, I was in there. They they have sort of a retro arcade floor. Yep. It's shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. But when I went up to the 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 one floor that had the classic arcade games, they had literally like ten Fixit Fila machines. They're all Nintendo cabinets that had been some sort of Donkey Kong or Popeye. They were yeah. all blue, and they had all had like these fake. Um, they basically aged the machines and made them look weathered. Yep. Um, yep. with screwy things that would never happen, like big, huge circles around the, the joystick where your hand would never go or, you know, like wear marks, uh, and parts of the machine that you would never really touch, but it made it look vintage, more vintage that's, than it already was. That's what was. it is with the Felix that's here right now. I put cigarette burns in the control panel, actual cigarette burns. And we aged, we took brand new graphics, brand new paint. We made it look brand new and then we scratched the crap out of it. It made yeah. it look awesome. Like, made it look old and authentic. And, and I think that's cool. You just have to do it in a way that is convincing yeah. to collectors, I yep. think. Most people exactly. wouldn't know, right? They're like, oh, that looks real. That's, I mean, that was a real game. Pretty sure yeah. Fix It Feel was around in like 1983. I'm pretty sure. You know? Well, there's a guy on, <laughs> guy on the Claw Forums who was part of that whole project. I talked yeah. to him a couple times. Can't remember his name, but. The first five cabinets, I guess, from what his story was, first five cabinets, Disney actually used Donkey Kongs, and everybody got really mad about it on Club and all these other forums. And so the the next 50 cabinets they made were from scratch, yeah. put in all the movie theaters and stuff. That's the story I was told by somebody. So the Donkey Kong cabinets that they put into theaters, you, you think are repros? Yep, yep. They're all made from scratch, and you can mm-hmm. tell when you open them up. And there's, there's differences yeah. from the original, but... They're made out of lead or something. Yep. And then <laughs> I know when I was at, uh, <laughs> I know when I was at, oh, what was it? I don't remember where I was, but I was talking to Billy Mitchell. I mean, everybody knows Billy Mitchell, but yeah. he had a, he had a fix. He and I Felix. talk like regularly. Yeah. yeah. He had a fix of Felix. And I was like, dude, what happened with the fix of Felix that sold like 20 grand in Florida? And I knew it was his and I asked him about it. And he's like, that was all just for publicity. No fix of Felix sold for 20 grand. That's yeah. what he told me. So I agree. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I, I, I believe him about it. Yeah. It's Billy... crazy. That's that's what everybody freaked out about it. That's what everybody's like. Oh, I gotta go fix a Felix and sell it and make you know a zillion dollars. And they skyrocketed. You know. 
I'm not going to yeah, say I sold anything. I remember seeing them on Craigslist here for <laughs> 2500 bucks back when you could get a Dig Dug for 200 bucks. I was like, what the hell? I'm not going <laughs> to say who sold any, but I've personally seen about six of them sell for $3,500 a piece. So. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> not saying say names, names, but... <laughs> Canada. <laughs> But you know, and then uh, another part of the story is uh, so Bad Boyville, he made uh, his version. Hold up, hold up. I'm getting yep. some feedback here. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Padawan John, are you wearing headphones? Yeah, yeah, he's got a headset. How about you? Yeah, they're both like a Logitech gaming. Do you hear that? It's like, holy crap. It's like, it's, you sound awesome. It sounds like a robot or something, you know? <laughs> Uh, I don't hear it. I, I mean, I sound normal to mine, but... Dan, you're wearing a headset, right? Well, you know, I try to be semi-professional, so, yeah. Weird. Okay. Anyway, go go ahead with your story. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, about a week or two after Midwest Gaming Classic, I think it was, is when Disney... I'm pretty sure Disney, that they leaked their version. And then some place called, like, Code Mystics or something. Okay. Um said that they're the creators of the actual game for Disney, and then they leaked the version. From, this is from what I was told. Yeah. And that's the version that everybody uses right now in their cabinets. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person who has the Bad Boy Bill version is me and him. I've never given it to anyone. Probably a good idea. One. Yeah, I'm not. It's it's great. I have it. I played sometimes, but I like the Disney version a little better just because there's too many options on his version that I can turn on and off, and it doesn't make it authentic. Yeah. Well, and I, the only version I ever played, um, well, no, that's not true. At Disney Quest, I played the one that was at Disney. And then I played, there's a, there's one for the, for iOS you can download. Oh yeah. Yep. I played that one. And I, I think it's fun. Yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. There's another one, a Sega Genesis version too. It was ported to Sega Genesis. That's really fun too. Huh. That's actually one of them that a lot of people are putting in their cabinets. You know, it's interesting. We talked about Genesis on the last episode, and I I just saw the HD graphics, 16-bit, you know, original Model 1 Sega oh. Genesis at uh, Pawn Shop today. <laughs> and it was, you know, 25 bucks. But I already have one, so what? I thought about you, buddy. Uh, there's someone down in Peru or something like that that's actually remaking the original 16-bit Genesis <laughs> and they're selling them, but they're not selling them to the United States. I just saw it on Engadget or one of those tech sites yesterday so or today. Basically pirating the, the the hardware and stuff? Yeah. I mean, it looks identical in every way. But they can't sell it here because, you know, illegal. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, you retro, know what? Retro NES tomorrow, by the way. So heads up to that. Sweet. Wait. Awesome. Wait. So... Are we supposed to do some news or something now? No. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Because I haven't even introduced anybody, really. I was like, okay, really. welcome to the show, Rick. Start. And welcome to, what? I didn't even tell anybody what day it is. Like, people are probably <laughs> listening right now going, what day is this? I feel like maybe you've had a cocktail. Or maybe. Uh, it's, mm. Don't be so Just accusatory. I mean, we've only done two shows and we're already having this controversy. <laughs> this is very, you know, it's like, so, yeah, just leave me alone. Why don't you ask the caller to call us back now and then hang up on him? Wait, if, oh, hey, very fun. <laughs> I turned off, I turned off the volume for the caller. He can call all he wants now, and I just ignore him. And I'll, I'll laugh at him. <laughs> just, I'll just, you know, start giggling. Yeah. Just maybe. I've been throwing a little Yoda. Anyway, so he's not. So anyway, Dan Reed, the legendary Dan Reed, is my co-host on today's show, November tenth, twenty sixteen. You know, oh, we're, we're already like half hour into the show, aren't we? Yeah, it's pretty late at this so point. Guess, like the introductions just don't really work at this point. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I, th- I feel like the whole show is off now. Stop. <laughs> and I would do some really good voice right now, saying something like Dan Reed News stuff. Sing a song, please. I just did. Dan, tell us the news. 
Uh, no news. What? I don't think there's I've anything got news. Really, uh, arcade related other than the retro NES is coming out. And I'm pretty pumped about that. That's tomorrow. Mark your calendar. Go to Best Buy and pick that up because that is a cool little thing. It's got like 30 games in it. Uh, someone is selling a Mystic Marathon prototype cab on Clav, which is interesting because uh, what's a Mystic that Marathon for ridiculous money? I see nothing much new on this old game's website. Good. We're, we're not talking to him today. We're talking to Rick. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm looking around at all the different art sites here. I'm trying to come up with some news. So I have some news. Boy. MGC is coming up next spring, oh, yeah. right? That's really cool. Except for, like, they're running out of hotel rooms already. That's how popular this thing is. Yeah. That's news, isn't it? Yeah. And by the way, if you don't That's know what cool. MGC is, it's Midwest Goof... Uh, Gary Classic. Gary, Gary <laughs> what is it? Gaming Classic. G- geriatric. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. sorry. Oh, oh, I do have some news actually. MoMA oh. auction. MoMA. Yeah. And they actually have a Return of the Jedi there. And I think that's it, MoMA. Uh, that's American auctions, right? Or American something or other, right? There's six days left, and this Return of the Jedi with a broken board is already up to 350 bucks. Really? Yeah. Yeah, people are out of their minds right now. It was like 200 when I looked, and I was thinking about bidding, but I was like, then I would have to play Return of the Jedi. I got a sad on. confession. The cra- there is a crazy taxi, actually. Yeah. Brian showed me the auction. He was going to, from Paradise, he was going to try to get the Return of the Jedi, but... Return of the Jedi is not worth it. Sorry. <laughs> it like, yeah. says, oh, says the guy with a freaking pop. Oh, who wants... Hey, 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 hey. Popeye's a much more fun game than Return of the Jedi. Yeah, right. Up the ladder, ladder, collect the heart, down the ladder. Everybody in the room, raise your hand if you like to play Zaxxon. I thought so. (laughs) I don't even want to talk about my Zaxxon. I had two months ago. You had a Zaxxon? I got a Zaxxon, and it had Planet of the Robot Monsters in it, which I've been looking for for a long time. Wait a minute, you had a Zaxxon with a different shape. game in it? Amazing shape, and I had it sitting outside, I had no room in my storage unit, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I had no room for the cabinet, I gutted it, and it sat outside, it got rained on, the next day it was completely ruined, for yeah. the most part, and I threw it in the garbage. A really nice, <laughs> really nice Zaxxon <laughs> cabinet went by. You have failed me for the last time. That's, that's my that's only terrible. Cabinet, cabinet abuse I've ever done. I admit, anyways. But I do hate the game. I loved it when I was a child, but I hate it now. Zaxxon? Yeah, I absolutely Yeah, so Return of the Jedi is the same thing, only it's Star Wars themed. It's a three-quarter, you know, fly, light, uh, what are those little things? Speeder bikes through the woods, crash into them, die, and your quarter's gone in like 20 seconds. I think I want it just because the cabinet's cool. That's probably about it. Yeah, the cabinet's like uh, Major Havoc, right? Yeah. It's... It's it's kind of cool, but I'm. It's the game is not that good, <laughs> you know. It's it's frustrating. There's not there isn't even Ewoks in it. There just simply are no Ewoks. There are Ewoks in it. No. Oh yes, there are in the speeder bike thing. You gotta yep. drive your speeder bike over the rope, and then the Ewoks pull up. Oh the yeah, kill the stormtroopers. So uh, oh, yeah. correction. Right. Yeah, sorry. Joke. Very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Ewoks. They were, they're not as bad as Jar Jar, though. Well, imagine if that game had Jar Jar in it. Oh, man. I saw it better. <laughs> Misa ruined the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough about that. What else is up for sale in that auction? I saw... Uh, um, NASCAR, well, not NASCAR. What was it? I just uh, want the crazy taxi. Crazy taxi is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 I saw a millipede cabinet that I was thinking of picking up if it went cheap enough just to convert it to a agent X, but I just don't want to, these, these, the problem is these games are going to go for like five, 600 bucks. I thought you already had broken. an agent X. I do, but it's, it's in a dagger or it's in a uh, defender cabinet. Oh, 
So I think it'd be kind of fun to put it in an original Crystal Castle style cabinet. I didn't realize that you, you hadn't chosen an original cabinet for it. You're just kind of doing your own thing. No, I mean, they, when they made Cloak and Dagger, it was a conversion for Defender, Stargate, uh, and something else. I can't remember. Don't fail me again. This Darth Vader character is very mean. I just want you to know I'm not pressing any buttons. He's just been talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what were we talking about any place? So we were talking about news, and that's it? That's all of our news? Uh, Yeah. So we should probably get back to our guest interview. I just smacked my glasses against my mic. Did everybody hear that? It was good. So um, do you work, uh, Rick, do you work primarily with um, Solvent Inkjet or do you do any sort of uh, silkscreen or anything or what do you do? What's your? Um, It's Echo Solvent. So which is safe to run in my house. Okay. You know, without the bad chemicals stuff, but, uh, um, I have Echo Solvent and vinyl where I can do T-shirts and stuff, which I do just for friends and family. And do they hold up? Not bad. I mean, it isn't like screen printing, obviously, but right. yeah, I mean, they're not bad. It's if you have a really huge print on your shirt, it feels kind of plasticky, kind of like crap. But if it's something smaller, like wording and stuff, it feels. I mean, it, it looks pretty good. It feels decent. I mean, does it hold up in the wash? Yeah, I've. Probably washed mine, my arcade skin shirt maybe twenty or thirty times now, and it still looks new. So it's holding up. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Do, do you have any designs on doing like big projects where you got to send them out to somebody else to do the work, or do you kind of no, just do I your mean, stuff? I did some T-shirts for Tim McVeigh for his uh, um, Nibbler movie. <laughs> only, only we just talked about that t-shirt. last uh, last episode. Nibbler. Yeah, a couple for a guy named Kenneth Jeffrey did some t-shirts for him for stuff. Yep. Cool. That's it. And then some for myself and my daughter, but that's about it. What do you charge? (laughs) (laughs) Not much. It's cheap. You know, I mean, Hobby Lobby sells the shirts for like three bucks. Wow. The vinyl, the vinyl to put on a shirt really, I mean, with the print and everything probably costs a couple bucks. So there isn't much money into it. So yeah. (laughs) I get. I've done business with Vistaprint quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, they've raised their prices quite a bit over the last two years, but um, when they run their fifty percent off sale, I kind of jump in on that. <laughs> and speaking of which, we're gonna have some cool arcade radio shirts coming up pretty soon. Awesome. So, what do you find challenging from a printing artwork standpoint? Uh challenging. Yeah, like blend. what's the worst thing? Is it like application or is it just like sometimes <laughs> you print it and the color is not right or what's going on there? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not known in the arcade industry, cabinet industry, as being correct on my colors. <laughs> uh, basically, I mean, I could be pretty accurate if it's already – if someone already designed it completely accurate. If I have this thing on my printer where it's called Max Impact. The last two places I worked at doing sign work and stuff, we used the same thing. It's called Max Impact. Yep. And it makes the colors pop a lot more, it makes them look just, you know, nicer, more bright. And I use this on a lot of my prints and it has, I mean, some of the purists really get upset about it. That's why I, you know, usually tell them now that my colors aren't going to be exact original. Yeah. Um, but most people love it. Like for example, John here next to me, he got his Galaga It is Galaga artwork. The blue was, just a better looking blue than the original. It, I mean, it wasn't too much off, but enough that he noticed. And he's like, you know what? I love this blue. Like, this is awesome. You know, it, it pops more. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of my settings I use on the printer. But uh, was that on a bezel but, or was it where, where was the blue? It, it was, was the control panel. panel overlay. Yeah. And the kick panel. Okay. Too, was it? Well, you want me to do a kick panel for you. That's what it is. But yeah, it was the control panel overlay that blue was on. Yep. On a Galaga? Yep. You have a Galaga that works? <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> Trying to get it working. <laughs> I hate those boards. Yep. Oh man, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh na- yeah, Namco boards. They're it's Namco, right? Galga. Midway. Yeah, they distributed it, but yeah, they're <laughs> essentially Namco boards with a lot of custom chips. They're pain in the butt. <clears throat> Well, I had a really cool guy um, 
that had a board and he he didn't know if it worked or not so he's like hey i'll send it to you if it works pay me if it doesn't send it back so that's nice go ahead no that's nice i was just saying cool yeah that was it was pretty cool of him so i got my fingers crossed i have a bunch of galaga boards i'll just send you i need one i don't think any of them work (laughs) need that animus pac-man I have a working Miss Pac-Man. I sold my boards a couple years ago before the prices went crazy on them. I didn't know they were crazy. What do you? What do you? Uh, I'll sell you mine for like four hundred bucks. Is that good? How <laughs> <laughs> very cloth of you. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Now that you said that, tomorrow I'll claw of skyrocketed. Uh, I, don't get me wrong. I love cloth. You know. Yeah. They're. Well, they're not the cause of the high prices. I'm pretty sure it's the barcades stuff that has caused all this craziness and the prices. Well, also, I think there's a the next generation of collectors is coming in, right? So yeah. all the yeah. kids that grew up in the 90s are all of a sudden like, I need a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know? <laughs> yep. I need a Simpsons. And, you know, so that, that's cool, you know? And then they're like, Ooh, I could use a Pac-Man or a Galaga, you know? Yep. And then you have the... The traditionally just expensive games anyway, like Tron and Star Wars, you know, because they're they're yeah. licensed properties that aren't just coveted by arcade collectors. They are people that want uh, the Star Wars to go with their Star Wars collection. You know? That's exactly what I do with my Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, like the game, but I want it just because it's Star Wars. That's awesome. I got a, I have a Star Wars. I bought a um, this year. I bought a vintage nineteen. Uh, 77 Millennium Falcon. Awesome. Um, a toy by Kenner, uh, fully restored with all the parts. Um, nice. Sits on top of my Star Wars as the topper. So it's kind of fun. I'm going to hang it from the ceiling. I can tell you a horror story about that exact same toy that happened. I seen it on Facebook yesterday. Yeah. Someone took that original toy and cut it all open and put a Raspberry Pi in it, made it his custom Raspberry Pi. He just hmm. chopped it to pieces. I mean, it looks cool. Don't, mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, but yeah, he just totally just, he should have got a new one. You know, buy at Walmart instead of taking yeah. the old original. Well, the thing I find interesting about stuff like that, including arcade games. Okay. So people, people do horrifying things to arcade games, right? Yep. Uh, well, by collector standards and we're, we're the kind of guys to get a bent out of shape about, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you took that berserk and turned it into a meme. But <laughs> At the same time, I'm like, okay, more power to you. Either somebody like, um, you know, Brad Lutz or some, or you know, Sean Williams or you know, Chris Rhodes or yourself or Dan Reed will buy that machine and turn it back into what it was supposed to be, or it's one less Berserk machine in the wild, so all the other Berserk machines are worth more. Yeah. You know, so there's two ways to look at it. I, I'm not, I'm not going to buy your Berserk. No. It's good because I don't really have one. I don't really want it. And I'm gonna leave it a main machine. So then, what, what do you mean you don't want a berserk? Everybody wants a berserk, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, don't know. Uh, I put it right next to my Popeye. So there's that. Oh my god! <laughs> what's, what's even? It's just a hate on Popeye. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey Popeye, get Popeye out of here! It's a piece of crap. Don't vote for. Never mind. So what's everybody's thoughts on taking an empty cabinet, completely empty shell, and making it something else? What's a cabinet? It wasn't cabinet as in uh, I took a missile command, completely empty, mm-hmm. no parts at all, and I turned it into a journey. No like marquee? A little mini cabaret journey. That wasn't a missile command. That was a Monaco GP. A Monaco GP, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Well, no, I got a missile command. I turned into a... I had to empty one of those to turn into Planet of the Wet Monsters. That's yeah, your Monaco GP mini, I have yeah. one. And it's a Monaco GP, and I love it. It's a great game, and I've actually had people offer me lots of money for it. So, cabinet itself, though, it's not worth a lot of money. It's more like the boards to get it running. Padawan John, did you just yawn into the mic? No. No. That was Dan. No. Jerk McGurk. 
Did we get somebody on the phone? Anyway, so yeah, what, what's my opinion? <laughs> I had to think for a second. I was like, damn, did I just yawn? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like somebody's just like, holy crap, this show's boring. And no, the journey is freaking awesome. I think, oh, I said awesome again. Sorry. Oh, I did it again. So thanks. Yeah. It's no, the it's, least played game I own. It's a great <laughs> machine. We, and we talked about journey on the last episode. Dan says it's his favorite game. I, uh, no. What? No. It's like the hardest damn game ever made. <laughs> Come on. You know you love that game. You, you made a whole, no. you actually facilitated the making of a board for it. And I'm, and I'm Listen, like, I'm going to tell you something. That's okay. how bad my OCD is. Oh, you just like. That, that's it. I bought. I, I have no love for Journey. Other Star than Trek 1 through 4, so now I got to own together. Nemesis. Yeah, I hear you. So I couldn't find that stupid board. So I thought, oh, hell, I'll just make the dumb thing. Grab yeah. the schematics, made the board. Guess what? CD jumps like, hey, dude, you want one of these things? 20 bucks. Yes, stupid cheap. I was like, uh, all right, great. Now I just made these stupid freaking boards. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. It probably cost you a ton of money. Well. But you did you get it back? I did pre-order, so I covered everything and then some oh, pretty good. easily. Yeah. So it's good. But the the journey mini you made, Rick, this beautiful. Yeah. So are you gonna sell it to Thanks. somebody or? Yeah, I, uh, it was doing horrible at the arcade bar. I think it got played like twice in oh, two months. It's too bad. So then I just threw a price on it and it sold in like five minutes to a guy. Drove all the way down from Canada, eleven hour drive, and picked it up. The guy has like over 60 minis and he collects, you know, cabarets and minis. And, yeah, there's, uh, he's like, if you build any more custom ones, let me know. I'll buy it from you immediately. Wow. Yeah. It was 500 bucks, you said? I think it was 700. 700. That's a good price. Yeah. For a journey, that's a steal. Yeah. Well, it's uh, what, what, a custom it a cabinet with custom art. Yeah. yeah. I mean, considering I saw a journey board on eBay the other day sell for 1800 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure you guys will be talking about Journey. You got Brian on here. She's got that one. Yeah. Well, we know a little bit about that journey, right, Dan? Awesome. What? I couldn't hear him. What Bri was it? Brian? Per oh, yeah. yeah. I actually, uh, I had to use his journey to test my board. So, yeah, Sweet. I know his journey pretty well. Chris Rhodes restored that bad boy. You could eat off it. It's so clean. It doesn't everything he do that clean? I mean, everything he's done is, like, amazing. That guy's work. Yeah, he does good work. So, uh, tell us a little bit about Spicoli's Rock Arcade. Uh, just a typical arcade bar in typical. Iowa. Yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy about it, you know? I mean, I try not to focus on the 80s games as much because everybody wants to play the 90s games, apparently. Interesting. The four, the four really? players, I mean... Pac-Man and Galaga just sit there. No one touches them, but Turtles and Simpsons. And, Admittedly, you know. Pac-Man and Galaga are not that fun. Yeah. But when you think of a classic, when someone who doesn't know much about, you know, yeah. old school games, they think of Pac-Man, Donkey Kong. Do you have a Missile that. Command? No. Do you have nope. Tempest? Nope. Robotron? Vector games. Uh, I got I got a multi-wings in there, and it's funny because I threw it in there, and I knew nobody would know how to run that thing. Yeah. And no, <laughs> nobody does. Nobody it never gets That's, a, that's the trouble with multis, right? Like, they just like get in front of them, and they're like, mm. Yep, so now I'm going to turn it back into a joust. Yeah. make it joust. So you don't have a joust, but that'll become a joust. Yep. Defender? Talk, talk about that one you built. He can hear you. Talk about that. Why don't you build? I have one that I built that's uh, just. A, I took a House of the Dead pedestal, an empty House of the Dead. Oh. And I made a what do you call it? Like a big monitor stand on the back. You're laughing at me. On it. He's laughing <laughs> at me because big, I'm like, oh, four-player game. That's wonderful. Stuff. What's House of the Dead? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I got mostly, I mean, I have a little bit of everything in there. I don't have any vector games or yeah. black and whites. Yeah. Just whatever that makes the people at the bar happy. Because we're actually the only arcade bar that I know of that has live music. How far away from Walter's house? 
Walter, uh, three <laughs> or two, two and a half hours, three hours, something like that. Has he been out there? No, no, oh, that'd be cool. He knows about it. <laughs> so tell us how you and and uh, it's Spicoli's, right? Yep. So that's Spicoli's your business, Rockade. Yeah, that's your business partner. Um, actually, uh, uh, two buddies of mine own the bar. They've had the bar for like eight years. Okay. And they found out that I was looking around town to start an arcade bar and they wanted to beat me to it okay. by asking me to join, you know, to put it in their bar. Cause they didn't want to, they wanted to do an arcade bar and they're like, well, we're going to have competition if that happens. So let's hurry up and find Rick. And, oh. and I talked to them and it made sense cause I like their bar a lot. And so I, do they have live music there? Yeah. Live music while you play, play some games. Yep. That's pretty sweet, actually. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know of a lot of other arcades that have live music and arcade games. It, it's fun. I, I think it's the only one. I've looked everywhere. I don't think there's any other ones. Um, Minneapolis, or not Minneapolis, uh, Des Moines, Uptown yeah. has live music upstairs. Oh. Mm-hmm. They got arcades downstairs, but yeah, our, our Uptown does not have live music, as far as I know. I think it does. Oh, does it? Yeah, I think so. Out in the uh, their little patio area. Oh. Do they still have the Fix It Felix and Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt stuff there? Mm-mm. No. I think. Uh, I did. I did all their uh, a lot of their Nintendo caddies. They might have. They might have a Fix It Felix there. Fix It Felix. I feel like we talked yeah. about that already. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. So, um, also, I, I, you were mentioning to me something about a new website. Yeah. Um, couple of buddies of mine we figured we do a lot of custom arcades but we don't get the attention that some of us think we deserve about it um i think padawan oh who, who you know padawan's is, but, breathing uh, again yeah. <laughs> he's like over there going uh, i'm not doing nothing uh, <laughs> it, it's not me <laughs> yeah. he doesn't even have the microphone near him play me i'm an <laughs> But no, yeah, we're calling it Arcade Modders. Uh, arcade what? Just modders. Modders. ArcadeModders.com? Yep. Yep. Okay. And it's we, I just got set up and going. It's still a mess right now. But basically, it's just for us to do some custom projects. I swear to so. God, we have a gremlin on the show. <laughs> Somewhere. Like somebody's, somebody's in the corner going, oh. Maybe John gave his dog a headset. <laughs> headset? No. Yeah, it's just. Oh, I know what it is. The mic is down here. It's rubbing on my shoulder. If I turn my. It's rubbing on your what? My shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Bend bend it upward. You might might look floppy there. Oh my gosh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, just a a website for me and some friends to have and do some custom projects. So, uh, is it going to be e-commerce? Like, can you like order stuff on there? No, but I got links to obviously my site. I got links to Paradise Arcade stuff on there. Oh, cool! So it's almost like a hub for restoration. Yeah. Dudes. Yep. And I'm gonna have like I want to be the first to have a a separate page that actually gives you the real dimensions of like the marquee, the bezel, you know, control panel stuff. Is it gonna be like a configurator page where you can like say I, um like for instance I am looking for art for a missile command. And I plug in a missile command and it shows me, um, or is it just gonna have like Static dimensions. Yeah, just yep, just a list with dimensions on what they are. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Because even myself, you know, I'll do, I'll I'll make a bunch of brand new bezels for like a game, and I'll after I sell all of them, I'll forgot to write down the damn dimensions, and I don't have that cabinet, so I have to ask my friends with the cabinet what the dimensions are. So basically, I'm going to make this site have all the dimensions of everything, of just those products like the bezel and the marquee and stuff and then also we can just little forum pretty much to show off our work um stuff that we're trying new with led team molding and just oh just dude different stuff i love that stuff on. that led team oh my so gosh cool on a it's tron. The hardest, it's the uh, yeah stuff i was just gonna say ever. uh i i have one last tron that i'm restoring i have I've, I've restored two and my third one is in the garage i have all the parts for it except for one little set of art that I need to get from Phoenix, and then I was thinking doing LED team molding for that thing. <laughs> I've it's 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 quite something to work with. I can tell you that. Well, it's I, extremely stiff stuff. I mean, yeah. it's it's really hard to go around even the simple simple curve. And there's a few ways 
it's like do you put the LED team molding in first yeah. and then try to go around the curves, or do you put it get the LED team molding put on the cabinet first and then slide the LEDs in? I mean, is the is the, it's but the channel is still like standard plastic, right? Yeah, the channel's inside the molding, and it's a pretty decent sized channel. But that LED, the LED strips, they fit in there really snug. So oh. if you have a cur- too much of a curve, you can't get that that LED strip all the way through. So can you? But what can what you? What I did to screw okay. it up was I, I used I was trying to go around the curves, and I pounded it down with my hand, and I dented the T molding, oh. and then now the LED strip wouldn't go through that where that was dented. Sure. It, it was a pain in the butt, but overall it looks amazing, but it was just a pain in the So <laughs> my theory of application, never having used it, it would be to like, um, so you, what you're saying is the LEDs can go in afterward. They can, if you don't, I, if you don't honestly, smash I think it. the easiest way to do it is put the LEDs in first okay. and get everything in by hand. But the, the other issue is the slot itself is so much thicker than all the team molding slots on your cabinets so So pounding it on by hand is not going to work well so the interesting thing is most of the time i end up using a exacto knife or a a knife to cut the yep the uh channel off when i get to a bend that's not going to work quite right yep glue it yeah well i don't even glue it i just because the other parts hold it in place so okay if if your channels you know there are some games that the channel is so worn that yeah you have to glue or you know widen it but what you're telling me is that the the slot on the t-molding is already so thick that i should be able to just cut away parts of it and then have the rest of it held in place by you know oh yeah once you pound that t-molding in it's not coming out yeah interesting uh other someone else that i know just installed on his cabinet he had to get a thicker T-molding bit or whatever you call that the mm-hmm. T-slot bit. And then it went on normal, but it was really tough to get it on. I was pounding at it pretty good. I was to the point where I thought I was going to break the wood. I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. That, that's interesting. So, and then where does it get power from and, and how much power? It's just 12 volt. So you can just run it from the 12 volt interesting. The power supply. So it must be pretty bright. Run quite a few strips off it at least probably at least two or three strips and each strips like what 10 foot 15 foot long so so rick would you say that it's uh it's maybe even too bright you know what i mean is it when when the team moldings all lit up it's in a dark arcade is it distracting um it can be i think if if i would have wrapped it around my control panel it might have been because another problem is is the the stuff's not frosted enough the team only itself should be a little bit more frosted kind of the the blur out that brightness in your face a little more sure but it, it was not bad i mean it's not horrible it definitely uh was the fanciest arcade in the bar i mean it gets everybody's attention because all the lights going crazy but yeah that's cool you know because i got to keep up with my buddy's pinballs he has in there all of his new pinballs so i, was like, well, I want my, one of my arcades <laughs> that flashy lights you know and look cool but it's worth it though it's cool it's just expensive yeah right now. it's cool man i really want to do that sometime yeah you'll you'll like it it's worth it it is so there's I different one. led strips out there brian was telling me about these new ones where you can control each individual led kind of like, <laughs> He's like, you got to get those because I bought the 50 Your own, Your own laser light show. <laughs> Brian, uh, I brought yeah. down, so Chris Rhodes has these poker machines he buys that he calls Lord Helmet, and they're pretty much just uh, tabletop with a little maybe 13-inch uh, CRT in them. Oh, yeah, those are you cool. Pull them out. You know, you can pull the top off it and gut them um, and turn them into little main machines or little, you know, put a 60 and one in there or something, but I brought it down to Brian and I'm like, Hey, I, I need a, I need a joystick for this thing and a couple buttons. And he's like, Oh yeah. Like $200 later, I walk out of the store and I have these lighting up buttons and this joystick <laughs> that lights up. <laughs> he went crazy with it. Yeah. I did the same thing when I visited Brian's place. I, I, they talked to me into getting all the RGB uh, joysticks and buttons and all that stuff. Expensive, yep. but it's worth it. Looks pretty cool. He's got a lot of that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, guy. He's got he's has so many products he hasn't even put on his website yet. He has actual arcade buttons that are like maybe 
a fourth of the size. I've never, I mean, so tiny, but they're legit <laughs> mini arcade buttons. Like not like, I mean, well, that's what Ro- Rhodes is putting into his little mini things is these tiny little buttons. Yeah, he's got a lot of products in there that hasn't found a store yet. I don't know when he's going to get to it. I know he's pretty busy all the time. So, Padawan, John, what are you working on besides Galaga? Uh, I just finished uh, Miss Pac-Man, and then I've got the Captain America and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh. Yeah, they should be done this week. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a a four player X Men, and then sweet uh, a Nintendo cabinet in line. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. Don't turn it into a Popeye. Ice climber. I'm telling you right now, no Popeye. <laughs> that was my first choice, but uh, since we've been talking about that, <laughs> nobody no, wants I was a Popeye. Gonna either do a Fix It Felix or That'd be fun. Um, uh, Gradius dedicated, yeah, or possibly um, talk Rick into doing one of those uh, retro pies for me and just do a Turbo Graphics 16 cabinet. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, he's yeah. got this game he loves called Fu Manchu or something like that, or Chu Man Fu. <laughs> Chu Man Fu, it's the greatest game ever. He's like, that. he's like, do you, he's like, do you think it'll be stupid if I make my Nintendo cabinet Fu Manchu? I'm like, well, everybody uses Nintendo cabs for everything nowadays anyway, and it's an empty cab. Why not? I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many empty Nintendo cabs around. So like, well, I need a, I, I need, I'm looking for a blue one. So if you come across one that's in good shape and it's blue, okay, it's got to be a Donkey Kong cereal though. So we're getting a little harder to get now. I think I dried out the well around this area. <laughs> well, I, it was funny at MGC. I saw you, uh, I had a room on the first floor and I watched you carry one into the building on the last day. And it was from Chris Rhodes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, our first guy, yeah, we had at least what, three pinballs and four arcades in our hotel room. Yeah. Every year we get a double room the big guest suite so we can put our kids inside of it yeah because i'm always working deals with people usually exchanging graphics for arcades and then i just pick them up at mgc <laughs> that's a great deal. I, re- I regret it every year as long as years i'm gonna go down there with just a car and be happy play some games <laughs> well I, I drove home with an empty trailer which was kind of i had mixed feelings about it. i wish i could have dumped the trailer there but i didn't plan for it the year before last, I uh, locked the keys to my truck in the trailer with all the arcades. So uh-huh. when everybody left Sunday night, I had to buy one more night, another room for Sunday night. Uh-huh. And then Monday, I had to walk, what was it, a mile and a half to their Ace Hardware and buy some bolt <laughs> cutters. Yeah, I have a little video of it somewhere, but it was terrible. It was horrible. Nobody around could help me. No one had bolt cutters, nothing. Oh well. So don't lock your keys in your trailer. Yeah, no, don't lock your keys in your car. Period. Right. (laughs) John, did you uh, did you stencil your Ms. Pack? No, I uh, I bought some old vinyl. It was the first art that I ever purchased, and I kind of regret it because it it's kind of crappy. But I mean, it looks good from a distance. It's it's like a stripper. <laughs> looks good. Oh, <laughs> looks good when the lights are off. Uh, You're okay in my book. Let's talk about arcades. You know. That's How awesome. do you restore them? You restore them like a stripper where they're amazing in the, in the dark environment. Get them outside. So, like, what? It's got like a pole on it is what you're saying? <laughs> it's, like, it's like Tapper. He took the brass pole off and made it go vertical on the machine. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's yep. awesome. That was the best analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> I said that's awesome again. I think he Dang it, I did it again. So you bought uh, vinyl art from somebody, put it on, and it's done the job, but you're not especially happy well, with it? Well, yeah, the guy had it sitting for years, he said, rolled up in a warehouse, and then yep. I bought right it, and it. It sat, yeah, it sat for a year in uh, a storage unit after I got it. Two red flags. Yeah. Well, yeah. the good thing about having vinyl on the machine is you could just rip it off. Yep. So at some point, yeah. if you want to go back and stencil it, you'll be good to go. 
Yeah, you're still on. Can't really hear him though. Uh, I think. I, I think. We, did we lose John? Yeah, yeah. I can hear him through your mic. Okay. Yeah, his laptop died. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, his vinyl was the laminate was separating from it. So it's so old. Yeah. Being rolled up. That's what happens, you know, if you, because vinyl only has a shelf life of about a year. Yeah. If you don't apply it. Yeah, I have. I bought some vinyl from my missile command that was old, and I, I had to do a lot of heat gun to it to make it stick to the machine. Yep. But it turned out all right. So. Cool. Well, listen. Uh, thanks for being on the show. You're you're my second and third guests. Uh, awesome you know, privilege. So really, really awesome to have you on the show. Um, I hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, and uh, please join us. Uh, in the next show when listen in arcaderadio.com or you can email us at react at arcaderadio.com you can call and leave comments and questions on the game line 612 you can't call don't can't believe call. that he'll just hang up on you yeah I'll, I will hang up on you you can call 612-548-GAME or you can leave us a message before the show follow us on Facebook we're at facebook.com slash arcaderadio and we're at, at at arcaderadio on Twitter so go ahead and tweet us again thanks for being on the show We'll see you next time. Bye.